You doing the most. <laughs> Yo, and we are back with another episode. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about feeling guilty for being successful. Now, when I say successful, once again, I do not mean the financial aspect of success. You know, even though we may talk about that, but I'm talking about any other aspect of success that you deem as successful. Excuse me. We all have our own, um, you know, perspective on what success is. That's outside of the financial realm. Right. And I feel like within our community, we do this way too many times holding those that are doing things that are successful against them. And it stops them from continuing to be on that path to end up duplicating or replicating that success for themselves. So then they can be in a place where they can help those that are motivated to help themselves. Once again, I'm going to say a lot of times we get those people that are successful, right? And then those that are not successful, they stagnate these individuals from replicating that success for themselves so that they can be in a position for them to help those that are willing to help themselves. Right. And that is the, that's, that's the main caveat of this whole conversation here, because like I've been on that, (laughs) that, that, that railroad, I suppose you could say. And then I jumped off that mug and I wandered, you know, and I found my own path to, you know, how I want to be, within my own right of success, right? And we kind of have to rethink that. You know, we we need to, you know, reprogram ourselves and understand more so that, like, mm, an individual that's doing something that you think is successful, you don't know what else they're they're working on, what else they need to uh, focus on, first and foremost to even maintain what you see that they're doing well. And then on top of that, um, once they find the formula for themselves to end up um, elevating a little bit more so they can be comfortable enough, we have to allow those individuals to get that, um, to get to that space for them when they see like, oh, well, I got this thing going on with company A Oh, my boy, you know, I mean, my homegirl, she, yeah, I could, I could plug them in here before they even get to that space. You're already asking for stuff and you're not asking for stuff like, you know, something on the, on the low key, like people, you know, y'all really be asking for some crazy things, like, like some, some ransom demands and it's, it's insane. And, um, as a people, I feel like we need to look at the reality of the situation you know, so like, let's say like somebody has a family, right? And um, the husband does pretty good, you know, for the family. It's just one kid, wife, husband. And so in the in the time being, 
the mom, she's not working. She's, you know, at the house taking care of the kid, right? But on the outside looking in, all things that were acquired was acquired by both the mom and the, you know, the father, right? The husband and the wife before the child, you know, the house, the cars, the careers, all that stuff was established before the child, right? But in the time being of the child being born, right? The mom's no longer working because she chose to be home with the child to raise her own child. She didn't want to put the child in daycare. They agreed that they won't put the child in daycare that, you know, he'll manage the finances as best as he can in the solo. Um, so they, um, they're doing that. And on the outside looking in people like, Oh, he must be making that money. And then he got the house. He got the cars. They just had a new baby. They got nice furniture. So it becomes a skewed situation where things that were acquired together through two people's success, because now she is not working. They don't even take in accountability or into account that the things that they speak on that they have was not acquired by that one man. It was required from both of them working. And a lot of times I feel like um, this skewed vision of, you know, people doing things at a higher level than they actually are because you see, you see what they have now, but you don't necessarily know what they're going through. Cause because he's, he's managing the bills. He, they might, they might have $300 to save at the end of the month because the bills is so crazy, you know, but nobody sees that. You know, they just see what they have, the tangible. And that's what's unfortunate. Um, the other thing is, uh, if somebody is making $100,000 a year, let's say their salary is exactly 100000 right? And so taxes, let's say taxes, let's be generous. Let's say taxes is 30%. So $30,000 of the hundred thousand is gone. So that person has $70,000. They have not spent anything on anything, right? So let's say that they have a house mortgage. That's 2000 a month. That's $24,000, right? So 24 from 70 is 50. Ooh, I'm tripping. It's 46. Right? So 46,000. This person has signed eight. So let's say this person spends $500 a month on eating. That's 5,000 in 10 months. That's 6,000. So we are at um, 40,000. This person hasn't paid for gas for their vehicle. They haven't paid for maintenance on their vehicle or any of that. So we can just cap that out. Let's say. 8,000 for generous. So we're at $32,000, right? This person hasn't um, bought clothes, haven't had entertainment, haven't done anything, you know, outside of the ballpark of working and coming home. 
So let's put $10,000 on like dating, entertainment, all of that stuff, right? So uh, where are we at? $32,000, So then, you know, still has other bills like water, um, you know, miscellaneous bills. So we could put that stuff at like 6000 So that's $16,000, right? This dude made $100,000 a year salary. And he leaves the year. And this is being frugal, right, with money. He leaves the year with 16000 But people here, oh, you know, so-and-so makes $100,000. How? How you asking me for 5000 How you asking me for 3000 How you asking me for 800 how you asking me for this stuff? Because you don't understand how money works. You don't understand like a lot of the money that you end up making within that year is already spent on bills and taxes. It's not even like stuff that you actually um you actually want or need. Like this stuff is already gone. Just based off of life experiences, lifestyle changes. And ultimately, when you make more money, you spend more money. So, you know, you upgrade your house, you know, upgrade your car, upgrade clothes. Um, your taste gets a little bit more fancy, you know, stuff of that nature. So even of that 16, like a lot of that stuff is going to be spent at, that, at a higher volume because now you're, inter, you're, you're intermingling with people that make more money now. So lunches go from ten dollars to twenty to thirty, you know. So it it's the it goes from that four for four, <laughs> it goes from that four for four to twenty thirty dollars. You know what I mean? Um, and then this is like even if the dude if the dude's not dating, you know, I did say you know put in like entertainment and then I think I gave that like ten thousand dollars or something like that. But you know, in that like that that same mindset is. If the guy is eating, right, let's say, like, I want breakfast. I have to buy my breakfast twice because she will also want breakfast. She will also want lunch. She will also want dinner. So everything that I would normally buy for myself, I have to multiply it by two, right? And, you know, this is something that, you know, people don't really even talk about. But then, like, the person that's actually making the money and they looking at their friends that's making 30,000, 40,000. They're like, yo, uh, they feel some type of way because, you know, their friends is like kind of struggling. You know that you making a couple dollars. So like when they ask for something for like help for rent or help for car maintenance or help for this, or help for that. It's like, um, you want to help them. But in the same notion, helping them is going to make you just as broke as them. Because, like, realistically, you're not making a lot of money because your lifestyle is elevated. So because your lifestyle elevated, you you're you're like rich broke in a way. And you got to when you when you start becoming successful financially like that, you got to kind of break away from. Helping people 
initially, right? Because you have to create your own foundation. You have to create your own safety box. You have to create your own net so you can land in it if you were to fall. But if you keep helping people and giving them money and stuff like that, you're gonna be just, you're gonna be broke just like them. You're gonna be looking like, I thought I made a hundred thousand. What uh, what my money? And when you realize that, and you let people know, like, I can't let you get this bread the way that I was letting you get the bread before because I gotta get my situation under control. They look at you like under control, like, bro, you make a hundred thousand. What you mean under control? You know. And then when you try to explain that to an individual that doesn't make money, nine times out of ten, they never understand. They it's like they they stop listening to you, they stop hearing you, and it becomes a situation where you're talking to a brick wall, and then you separate yourself, right? And then you know you continue to do what you were doing, but now you look like you don't rock with the people, like you got bougie. Like, you know what I mean? You don't really care about the homies or whatever. But in the same notion, it's like, if I don't do this, it don't matter how much money I'm making. I'm going to be just like y'all, you know? So it's like, you kind of have to save yourself from hurting yourself, you know? And then when you do that, and then you get to a space where you got that safety net, Right? When you come back to help the homies, let's say it's been two years, three years, and you come back to help the homies because you you know you still feel that that success guilt, that guilty success, right? You're like, dang, I'm I'm doing all this, but I still got to help the homies. You know, like, you know, what I mean, I don't want them to think I'm fake. I don't want them to think I cap on our whole, you know, what I mean, friendship and da da da. So you go back to help the homies, right? But then you see that they still doing the same thing. They're still talking about the same thing. They still spending 10 hours of their day playing PlayStation. They still going to the club with the gas tank on E, all drinks on me, wipe me down. You know what I mean? They, they, they live in a life that you know if you support them financially, your money's going to go to waste. It's going to be thrown away. And then on top of that, when you give them the money, you know that they're going to showboat, showcase all over social media like they rich now. Right. And then they're going to be in your DMs again. They're going to be in your in your text message again. They're going to be on your cash app again, on your Zelle again. Yo, let me hold fifty dollars Yo, let me hold 200 Yo, let me get a thou wow. <laughs> now you you funding the turn up, bruh. You and it's crazy because dudes talk about dude like dudes talk about females being uh wanting sugar daddies, right? But there's a lot of dudes out there that depend on their dudes to supply the funds for the for the turn up. I don't even know what you call that. I don't know what you call it. But there's a term that we need to create for that because it's real. And as soon as that homie is like, bruh, I got to I got to turn off the faucet because y'all, y'all ain't moving right. 
You know what I mean? I done gave y'all opportunity. I put y'all in spaces for y'all to be able to hone y'all skills, the skills that I see that y'all have. You know, I, I've tried to help you guys, you know, grow as much as you can as individuals and more so in the professional, you know, standpoint. And you just the same, like you'd rather do nothing and be like this. You know what I mean? You'd rather me fish for you. You'd rather me not show you how to fish. So you you can't you can have all the fish you want, aka money. You get all the money you want on your own by me showing you how to do it. But you'd rather me not even show you. You just want to cut the corner and just, me just hand it to you. Like what I look like, you know? What do we look like, you know? Doing that, and that's something where like um, a lot of people don't speak on it, man, because. It's 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 one of those touchy spots, man. And people don't like talk about finances a lot either, because like once you start going down that realm, you start disclosing that information. You know, people be pocket watching. But those that are really making the bread that you say you making, if they really around you in those circles and y'all talking, y'all have these conversations. The next is gonna be like, all right, well, how you saving it? What you looking to invest in? How you how you looking to uh, get your savings and, and multiply that? You know, I double that up. All right, well, shoot, I'm working on this. Oh, well, I got my money invested into this. You might want to, okay, yeah. So I heard about this opportunity that's about to come up where we could probably, yeah, uh-huh. Conversations is different. When you're talking to people that's around the same tax bracket as you, the conversations is different, and that's what sucks because you want to stay cool with the homies. But the longer you stay cool with the homies, you know, I remember this, this one quote, um, somebody at some point in the world history said, you know, if I want to know who you are, um, I will tell you to show me the friend, your friends around you. I'll probably butcher that or right, show me, show me your friends and I'll show you who you are. That's what it is. And, um, you know, a lot of times, like as you're elevating, you got to get your friends to elevate too. Cause if you can't get your friends to elevate too, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to grow out of them. Cause if you don't, you're gonna end up just like them. You're gonna be back at you're gonna be back on the block. You're gonna be back, you know what I mean? Uh, hurting, eating oodles and noodles six days a week. Let me tell you something. I haven't had McDonald's in so long. I've had McDonald's since 2015. Because I had that. That dollar menu so much, made chicken so much back then. I said, I, w- I said, once I get some bread where I don't ever have to eat this shit again, I will never touch McDonald's again. I will never touch oodles and noodles again. Like, I'll make some spaghetti noodles to bust it down. But, nah. But, uh, we about to hit this 20 minute mark, so... Y'all know how we do, man. We try to keep it nice, short, and concise. And, uh, you know, just just give thoughts on certain situations and stuff. I'm actually going to roll this out into a, a, an additional because I have more stuff I want to speak on. But um, hopefully you guys enjoyed this episode, man. Until next time, y'all already know the joint, man. Keep that love, peace, and happiness in your hearts because as soon as you let somebody touch that, you're letting them control you. You dig?
You doing the most. You take it. <laughs>